0: How long have you been recording for? Don't worry (laughs) about it. The whole
1: time. Actually, I'll just tell the story afterward.
0: (laughs) 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 He's just waiting for the part where we can start the podcast. He's waiting for the joke he can use. Yeah, he's trying to figure out which... And There it is.
1: (laughs)
2: It's Wednesday night. We are now at Rachel's house. We are back in my apartment for the second week in a row. And normally, this is the part where I would introduce my co-host by making her say, uh, this is Rebels Robots, where we talk about Star Wars and...
1: Transformers. It and I'm, I'm Cameron. Every single time. I'm Rachel.
2: And uh, I'm Caleb. Oh my gosh, a third voice on the podcast.
1: In case you guys didn't know, we actually have more friends than just each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you don't include... Um, cat meowing and sneezing that's That's our supervisor (laughs) she's not our friend (laughs) i'm saying this is the fourth voice if you don't include that this is the third voice to ever show up on the podcast um it's our good friend caleb probably our number two fan after megan which Mm. um offended i don't know um, you
0: reach you read it you listen more consistently though i have but i'm bad because i haven't left a review even though you've asked me to Okay, yes.
1: Do you review any of the podcasts? Oh,
0: you can You, you can do your review live uh, right now. We can, Or we can save it for the very end. Um, well, I asked for more cat content and I got it the next week. So you guys are pretty responsive on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we live to Athena surf. must read the, the comment or something because that was all her. She
1: actually runs the Twitter. <laughs> 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 that's her.
2: And so this is our weekly chat. Um, I already said it that we're talking about Star Wars and Transformers. Very Star Wars... Episode, uh, heavy episode again, uh, talking about episode. the <laughs> final three parts of Star Wars Visions two. But we will briefly chat about a episode of Transformers G one that we talked about, watched today. Um, Caleb's first ever, so we'll get his initial impressions on on that uh, first experience.
1: Live Caleb reaction.
2: Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But us, of course, we always start off with news, recent thoughts, anything that's happened in the last week. Rachel, do you have anything?
1: Uh yeah, so. As we learned from Star Wars Celebration, there were some new movies coming out, one of which is Dave Filoni's new movie um, that's going to take place between six and seven as a standalone film and tie up a lot of the Mandalorian plot lines. And so the titles come out and it's called Heir to the Empire.
2: Is this official? I've not seen this officially announced. I've seen
1: multiple sources talk about it.
2: I mean, it wouldn't be, it's not too surprising. So it's not super controversial. Caleb, are you aware of Heir to the Empire? Not even a little bit. No. So is that the name of the first book of the whole trilogy? I believe so. It's course. the trilogy of books that's like the the original, effectively, 7, 8, 9, as far as the books were concerned. That is oh, the most popular expanded universe trilogy of books after episode 6. Mm-hmm. That's always what people po- point to as like the further adventures of Luke, Leia, and Han and their kids. Um, there's, there's lots of different adventures there, but that is the one everyone loves. That's where grand admiral thrawn comes from who was then repurposed as a main villain in the rebels cartoon mr thrawn but
0: uh who <laughs> i have conceptualized for the entirety of the series as a prawn the shrimp man if you will. <laughs> oh my god uh, which is on
2: the prawn I see a picture <laughs> I of him? well now i got like google search that. oh
0: well he's not a shrimp i'm a little disappointed he's he's no he's he's really not, not a really shrimp but uh a, a man can hope and Um, Well, we've got a couple
2: different versions of Thrawn the Prawn here. This is probably the (laughs) best possible one.
1: I hate this a lot.
2: (laughs) But uh, if you just Google search, listeners, if you just Google search Thrawn the Prawn, you get
0: plenty of fun drawings. This one's great. Is this the thumbnail for the video? Look at the (laughs) This week. Go over one
2: more.
1: uh,
0: This one? Yeah. Oh, oh, that is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) That one's
2: using his body and putting a a prawn head on it. Someone actually took
1: a shrimp. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) horrifying.
2: This one is just a blue prawn. (laughs) That's a tattoo. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) It just keeps going. Very good. So good. What a gold mine of content we have not mined for this podcast. Google search something stupid
0: and see what shows up. It's a
1: dangerous thing to do, Cameron.
0: (laughs) I'm glad to know I'm not the only person who thought that he was a prawn the whole time. Or thought he should be a prawn. Grand Admiral prawn. Grand well, him and Akbar could have he a would, have a buddy would. cop show together, and it's the Undersea Adventures. Oh my gosh, uh, his... <laughs> the Undersea Adventures of Prawn and Akbar. Yeah,
1: put in. Uh, and
0: Mandalorian, of course, because he's gonna be in, in the show.
1: Captain pra- Captain Crawdad too. Captain? We're gonna do Prawn.
2: Prawn, Just throw in. They start throwing <laughs> yeah. in sea creatures.
1: Yeah, shellfish.
2: Anyways, <laughs> it. They've already name dropped the top, the phrase air of the empire in the trailer mm-hmm. for the ahsoka show which we know takes place after episode six um and we'll have thrawn in it and we know that the creators of that show are making a movie at some point that will bring together all the storylines from the various disney plus tv shows oh yeah it's all coming and down. so if that movie is called air of the empire we won't be surprised but i've not seen it officially confirmed also as we are pretty well aware a lot of studios will change what their plans if the internet guesses a thing True. so it's possible that was going to be the title now that it's been leaked i can see filoni out of spite
0: change the title of the film He could change it to uh something <laughs> something to throw off the scent maybe you could call it something like i don't know blue harvest perhaps <laughs> <I've heard>. <laughs> <laughs> because
2: they are going to uh harvest his blue skin and for for various for gumbo, purposes for the shrimp gumbo <laughs> very good yes okay so anyways i'm still convinced he's a prong moving on um i have a screenshot here from an article and so uh freddie prince jr uh actor from the 90s
1: most people probably
2: exactly. know him for playing live action freddie in the two live action scooby-doos movies that's exactly where i thought Yeah, okay, so that's where you know I'm from. So you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Um, He is also the voice of a popular Star Wars character named Kanan from the uh, the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. His full name
1: is Kanan Jarrus, excuse you.
2: Thank you. Also known as Caleb Doom. 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 I'm Sorry, Caleb
0: Doom. The story behind the bit, I've heard the bit (laughs) on the podcast, and that's my only reference to this guy. Who would name
2: someone named Caleb? (laughs) That's something we actually said in real life and then realized that we know someone named
1: Caleb. We're like, oh gosh, imagine being named Caleb, and immediately went oh
2: <laughs>
0: um and so and, maybe this uh, guest appearance is just a uh, retribution for that mm-hmm, <laughs> You're paying. And precisely Sorry, Apology, precisely
2: <laughs> and so he um he's the jedi of the show um at least initially and then there's a second jedi um very quickly but he um spoiler alert dies at the end of this of the show towards the end of season, season four. four
1: rebels uh-huh.
2: and he uh sacrifices himself so it's a very noble and very emotional end it's pretty much the final catalyst for all the characters to make the final push i feel and like have victory towards the end of the show
1: side tangent it's very important to note that on my first watch through of rebels i was midway through season four and this is what started star wars night mm-hmm. because cameron texted me he goes hey have you finished rebels yet and i was like no not at all and Cameron goes. We should watch. We're, we should watch the rest of season four. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and we sat down to watch it. And the first episode is that Jedi Knight episode.
2: The first episode we watched together. Yeah, we watched yeah. together. And so um, like, you know. we know that the live action Ahsoka series is going to bring back live action versions of all of the Rebels characters uh, that are alive canonically um, at the end of season four of Rebels. What has not been any in any way confirmed is Kanan somehow returning. He did Somehow. briefly return. You hear return. his voice at the end of episode nine when Rey is like about to die and she hears all the Jedi voices in her head. Oh. Um, Keenan's voice is mixed in there. Um, and he also reprised the character in the first episode of Bad Batch as a young Jedi during Order 66. <laughs> so he has played the character twice in some form since his death. Um, one after one before. Um, so he was recently asked if he would be in the Ahsoka show. And this is what he said. Um, I was asked to voice Kanan in the Bad Batch. I feel like every time you hear Kanan's voice since Rebels ended, it really kind of dilutes his impact. I didn't want to do Episode Nine either. I was asked as a favor, but I feel like all their favors are used now. Interviewer: So no Ahsoka, Prince Jr. No Ahsoka. I'm done with Kanan. I'm too old for that stuff. Now, there's two paths you can interpret this quote. One, if you've ever seen an interview with Prince Jr., He's a very sassy boy. <laughs> uh, he goes, he goes, mouthing off. He he um, spread something that was just blatantly untrue. I don't know <laughs> if he knew thought it was true or not about um, Dave Filoni, the cre- one of the creators of the Clone Wars, directing the Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. It just wasn't true. He said that wasn't true. He went. He he'll go off uh, making fun of people's interpretations of Star Wars. He's great. I love him. So this is very much in line with his the way he would behave, but also. Daniel Craig famously said he would have nothing to do with Star Wars. And this was well after he had already shot a role in Episode 9 7 as a stormtrooper. So that was when he was asked about Star Wars, he like dismissed it and said he would never do it and said he hated Star Wars and it was a, it was a way of it was a, you know, throwing people off the trail. So, I can definitely see that as well as they're trying to protect this. They haven't announced it yet. So if he is indeed in the show, it would be a big surprise. I can see him saying this as a way to throw people off, but I, I can also see he, him uh having this being his true feelings as well rachel what do you think
1: did you read the rest of the quote
2: uh no i guess not (laughs)
1: this is so this is a bit condensed he goes i'm too old for that stuff i grew up watching star trek more anyways They had sex in Star Trek. Man, nobody's getting laid in Star
2: Wars. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. This this article hysterical.
1: Considering first of all, the end of Rebels.
2: (laughs) No. Okay. Caleb just gave me a very wide eyed look. I
1: should for context. (laughs) For
2: context, there's a time jump, and himself that his character Kanan and another character have a child. So, there's an implication of procreation, but nothing is seen on screen.
1: And/or.
0: The, the listeners yeah. should know just how very ignorant I am of all Star Wars content. <laughs> yes. I am just the least qualified person to be After on After the news segment, I was going to have you give some background on your relationship to all this nonsense.
1: <laughs> I, the thing is that I just read that quote, and I can he- I didn't even watch an interview. I can hear Freddie Prince Jr. saying that. Uh-huh. Like, totally. In my
0: head. Maybe it's like a like a Harrison Ford kind of a thing, where like he just you know is just grouchy the entire time. But then once they add enough zeros to the end of the check, he comes back and does whatever they want. I would love the idea of of
2: Freddie Prince Jr. being the new Harrison Ford in Star
0: Wars, except for he
2: just he goes on. He's gone way too deep on interviews. Like whereas people ask uh, Harrison, like I think famously after Episode Nine when he he briefly appeared, someone asked him if he was a force ghost, and he just said, "I don't know what that is." <laughs> uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. couldn't pass for that. He's already shown that he knows way too much about Star Wars.
1: They kidnapped him off the side of the street and brought him onto the set and wouldn't let him leave until he he did his two-minute cameo with Adam. I I think in the interviews I've seen, Harrison Ford gets along well with Adam Driver.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, I'd like to think everyone gets along well with Ed and Driver, except for Edward Norton, who's uh, notoriously just bad to work with. <laughs> have but they been in a movie together? I don't that? know if they have. I feel like they wouldn't thought, get along, though. I thought
1: you just asked Caleb if he was in a movie together. Oh, like, You've been in a movie with him, What have Gordon? you been doing this past year?
0: Uh, well, you know, Edward Norton famously is in the local uh, film scene. <laughs> the, we don't live in... <laughs> <laughs>
2: we don't live in... <laughs> I can mute that if you want. I'll mute it. I'll mute both instances just because it'll be funny. And I'll leave this bit in. That's good. I should have doxed.
1: So, Caleb before. So, uh, what what bits do we not do? Uh, Typically, last names in geographical locations.
0: Also, (laughs) (laughs) Caleb.
2: What words should we not say on the pod? Uh, swear words and any identifying information. Speaking of identifying
0: information, I got one more bit since I'm already at. Oh, <laughs> oh, Go for it. Uh, Dave Filoni is extremely similar to my uh, contracts professor, and that well, just like the name, it sounds extremely similar. Which maybe ah. means I'm sidestepping the rule. It sounds similar. I'm not saying what part sounds similar. <laughs> However, you should know that this guy, this this professor, oh my goodness, he was like just the most authentic of our professors. Like every emotion that we felt as a student, he just would like nail all the time. Hmm. Like he, we, we sat in on a Zoom call at the very end of the semester, and it's like our last time to study before the test. And he's like, "Why are you guys here? Do you guys think like there's some secret sauce or something? Do you think <laughs> like you're secret just gonna get rid of you or something? Like go play outside or something? It's nice out. What are you guys doing here?" <laughs> so yeah, he would he would frequently call it out, call us out. So every time you've said. Dave Filoni on this podcast that's immediately where my mind goes that's fun um and we we love that professor so uh shout out to him who he'll never listen to this podcast (laughs) there's no way he he has no interest in Star Wars or Transformers um but I can't say the words Yukon Husky and we have a chance that he might listen oh interesting well that would I
2: mean Filoni Dave Filoni is obsessed with wolves and wolves and huskies are pretty similar so there seems to be a common thread there he does like wolves anyways uh, what other news you got Rachel
1: um, so this wasn't necessarily news, but I went home this past weekend for Mother's Day and I was talking with my mom and we watched a couple episodes of Mandalorian Season 3. And my mom brought up, and she <laughs> she was actually shocked that, I couldn't remember if we'd talked about this on the pod. This was from, uh, I think it was episode, Chapter 20 of Season 3, um, where the armor is monologuing to Grogu and we get, you know, of course, the Infamous Order 66 scene. Sure. Um, and so my mom... Uh, mom was like... I, my mom was actually gobsmacked that... I don't, don't remember picking up on this. Uh, my mom mentioned that, you know, the armor is talking this whole time of how the forge reveals flaws. Um, she, The armorer says the forge reveals our flaws and she oh, starts monologuing. And so my mom... And so, you know, Grogu gets his Order 66 flashbacks. And my mom made this comment that she took that as Grogu seeing his order 66 memories while the armor is talking about this um and she took that as grogu seeing his helplessness as a flaw
2: interesting
1: which is not something i picked up on hmm. i think we i think when we watched it we were like here's dave filoni's order 66 scene sure and we were kind of i think sidetracked by ahmed best um but i thought that was pretty interesting because i don't remember picking up on that um i so thought that was kind of cool
2: yeah, that is that is interesting. Um, I totally missed that line of dialogue, so that's fascinating. And it we get so little because of the lack of dialogue for Grogu, we don't get a real sense of his interiority mm-hmm. very much. So he pretty much has very base emotions: sad, hungry, violence, kind of like like a very moderate anger. Very like mm-hmm. he can. Almost kill people, but it's it's very frequently just out of like, I don't really like you being around anymore.
1: It was also funny because my mom forgot, for a moment, forgot what the armor was called. Uh-huh. And just said, whatever her name is, the Smithy, or something <laughs> <and I said laughs> that was really, uh, that very was really good. funny. It was very, very amusing. Um, I really just have one more thing. If you don't have anything.
2: Yeah, I don't have any other news.
1: Okay, so... I'm going to be honest, I haven't played, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor since, mm, probably since before last Friday, oh. uh, because, uh, uh, tears of the legends of Zelda tears of the King came out. And so, uh, Jedi survivor got the back burner <laughs> while I play that? Um, but so I did meet one of the greatest Star Wars characters. His, I, said, I just sent a picture of him to Cameron. His name is Scuva Stev. He's a great man. I was going to play some clip. I'm not going to play the whole three minutes. But you can spend like five minutes just talking to this NPC.
2: Small one. The old mum dubbed me Scuba Stev. Scuba the fisher, am I? You know, there's a fish tank down in Pylon Saloon that could use some attention. Pylon Saloon? That will have infested watering hole down in your valley. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ah, fine, twas warm. I'll do it. Maybe me at the saloon, and we'll appraise this so called tank that that that's it skuva stev it's skuva recruited after you speak to him Ooh. um and so skuva <laughs> stev is a f- he's just a little guy um he's a fisherman and you can talk to him and he will tell you
0: fishing stories what a fantastic NPC he's
1: so good he's the best NPC, NPC. npc if anything happens to him i'm going full sith <laughs> no mercy
2: now you both have played the first game is there a lot of content like that in the first game where you just interact with npcs oh
1: gosh not nearly as much no
2: yeah. no not not really at all
1: maybe, so maybe maybe a couple of npcs you can talk to like mm-hmm. on your ship and it's mm-hmm. once you can talk to all the npcs multiple times enough to the there's so much in this game that i'm honestly almost kind of overwhelmed by how much there is to do oh my goodness i got my first side quest and i was stunned I was Is like a side quest in the game. There's multiple.
2: Oh, Caleb, how how does this make you feel? Someone who completed the first game, does this interest you in playing the second one? Uh, you know, no, if another, I just any
0: time at all for video games, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now hear
1: me out. You can give Cal a mullet.
0: Ooh, that definitely changes the opinion of the game. Can in I do which direction? Any, can I can I do just anything else in that game? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, there's a lot of hairstyles.
0: And then my interest still remains fairly interested now.
1: Um, and you can choose good. his beard length and his clothing. You can customize this man up the wazoo. I didn't realize that Cal Kestis could have a
0: beard. That yes. certainly uh, intrigues can, me into playing this game.
1: You can, put, you can put him in a full beard, and it's honestly kind of jarring, because, uh, like, was Cameron Mon- Monahue? Yeah. I'm just like... Whoa.
0: He is a baby-faced man. He, well,
1: the stubble looks really great. The okay. full beard looks, I, I think because I'm so used to seeing... Regular Cal in the marketing. When I see full beard Cal, it's like I'm like ah, jump scare. (laughs) I I did see a very funny comment where someone um gosh, I can never remember his name. He he plays Adam Warlock in the New Guardians movie. Um, he played Eustace in uh the Dawn Treader. Oh, Mm -hmm. um, someone made a comment and uh i think i have to look this up or it's gonna drive me nuts
2: he's he's famously known as eyebrows man yes (laughs) yes
1: he's got some very good eyebrows Mm -hmm. um will Poulter. yeah i saw this funny tweet where someone was like oh my gosh if they do a live action cal kestis they need to have will Poulter. they look so much alike and all of the comments were cameron montague Mm -hmm. the actual man who Mm -hmm. plays him (laughs) yeah. <laughs> and i don't think the person who posted it realized that he that Cal
2: like actually has his a model real after a real person yes yeah. i um while i was watching guardians theory i was sitting there thinking this guy has got a really good week he's a star of star wars jedi survivor and he's a major character in guardians theory after oh a while i was gosh. like gosh i'm actually not sure if this is the same it's guy
0: <laughs> it took me a while to figure i had to look it that's up that's really to funny. confirm i've never <laughs> pieced those two guys together as the same person but now that you mention it they are very similar yes
1: it's the hair yes it is the mm. hair and the there's brow. only
0: so many
2: famous gingers so <laughs> and they're like about the same age and... um <laughs> uh, what, what other news you got rachel that's it okay um, well, before we move on, I would like, uh, for Caleb to, uh, to introduce himself by just, what is your relationship to all this nonsense we're talking about?
0: Um, my name is Caleb and I am, oh man, I, I, uh, I'm so busy right now. I'm a, I'm a law student somewhere that I can't dox and that eats <laughs> up just all of my time. And so I am, I am good, good friends with the hosts. You don't want this following you into your, your professional career. <laughs> and, uh, this podcast main uh,
2: purpose it's not necessarily purpose but lasting legacy will be a black mark on all of our resumes <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right i'll definitely take it um yeah i'm just good good friends with the uh, hosts um, and i am just uh, a very in general nerd um i have lots of knowledge about a lot of nerdy things but man i just do not have the depth in these guys so i am in this instance um very much an outsider to all of us in fact uh, when it comes to all of the star wars tv shows I've seen exactly none of them. And so my only point of reference to any of this world outside of uh, the visions that I've watched in preparation for today's episode um, is just the earlier episodes of this podcast and your guys' descriptions of these episodes. So that's why I could go so long thinking that Admiral um, um, Prawn was a Prawn. (laughs) Thrawn. Thrawn. Thrawn was a Prawn. Um, the whole time. And I could just live in a happy world. He just acknowledges, well, like, I'm sorry that we shattered that. that universe for you. Maybe yeah, you could create some fan man? art. Yeah.
2: As you imagined him.
0: <laughs> well, it looks <laughs> well, like the internet's already done it for me. We'll make, yeah. it,
1: we'll make it a temporary... He
0: uh, uh, better be the thumbnail. That's uh, all I'm saying. that yeah, temporary <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> um, what is your relationship to Star Wars? Um, I have seen all of the movies. I have talked extensively about my thoughts on the movies. Um and I think that uh, I'm I'm an original trilogies guy. I think that's the best um, of the lot. I think that Star Wars is astonishing for the amount of uh, poor content that comes out and the amount of love that it still receives. Um, can I say that on Star Wars podcast? I'm not even sure if I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but generally, I like it. I, I think there's a lot of flaws with it. But I love... And I think I'll get into this more um, with when we actually tackle the Visions episodes. But one of my biggest things I love... I love getting sucked into the worlds. So I love this just whole, um, I like, a, like seeing a very livable world put out on screen. So I love that. Um, I love just the rich, um, world building that can go on and all of yeah. that. So I, I appreciate all of that. And I, yeah, like I said, I enjoy the, uh, original trilogy the best. And I think there's certain things that are also interesting happening <laughs> in the rest of movies.
2: <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing how these, uh, these Star Wars Visions shorts have played into your interest of Star Wars or not. Um, what about Transformers? Uh,
0: just so very little exposure to Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, would, so what would big. you say
2: is your your biggest exposure to Transformers. My biggest oh, so exposure podcast.
0: is probably uh, the Bayformers, probably. Unfortunate. Um, <laughs> unfor- and I haven't even seen all of those. That's um, a good thing, though. <laughs> I, whew, I, I have seen, uh, I've definitely seen the first one, parts of it. I've seen <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen, definitely, I think. Oh, And then I just like you. You could point to any of the re- everything else after that, and I could not tell you one from another. I've seen maybe a collective forty-five minutes of everything else, but like I have just no point of reference for what it was. Um, and then I've seen lots of people make fun of them, um, so yeah. that's awesome. Very fun.
1: <laughs> Didn't we watch Bumblebee?
0: No, I wasn't there for the Bumblebee. Watch. I thought you were. No, so I have not seen Bumblebee. So I haven't even seen the good Transformers. <laughs> no (laughs) so as you can i'm just the most qualified guest you could possibly have on this podcast and so that transitions nicely into the first topic for the day which is
2: discussing a classic episode of the original star wars transformers cartoon um which is caleb's first ever watching of any episode um what what's the name of this episode rachel you picked
0: it
1: (laughs) i did pick it the girl who loved power glide and i'm going to be up front when we were trying to decide how we were going to incorporate some of the transformers g1 episodes in because we're you know trying to decide do we really want to sit through 60 episodes of this thing (laughs) um and you said here's the thing pick out some good ones this is the first one that i thought of (laughs) the first immediate one that <laughs> I went, we one. have to watch this one it's been on my playlist for a while
2: okay and what was the name
1: <laughs> the girl who loved power glide okay
2: yeah sorry <laughs> it's a bit of a I'm, I'm, I'm making a dumb meme while, oh, while you're talking okay. uh that i will i will share <laughs> oh, later gosh. in a meme minute um but it's longer than a minute. Me, master second. Me, parsec. Oh my um, gosh! And uh, what would you say is the main uh, concept of this episode, Rachel? That you forced us to watch.
1: Um. First of all, <laughs> forced? <laughs> no, I told you. First of all, I'd like to put it on record. Write this down.
0: I'm writing this down. <laughs> this is going to be
1: notarized.
0: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a notary, but I will write it down.
1: <laughs> I had a list, and I said, do you want me to list the names? And you said, no, surprise me. <laughs> hey, we so, all make mistakes.
0: <laughs> That's so, true. Uh, multiple times, actually, she asked uh, for Cameron's opinion. He said, surprise me.
1: I was like, are you sure I have, like, three good ones? What do you want? <laughs> no, don't tell me. Just let me know. I was like, mm. So, So, um, the main plot of this is so we focus on really kind of i think up until the season uh secondary almost possibly tertiary character um power glide he is a he's an autobot he's red he's a jet and so he ends up
0: surprised me for i thought the autobots were all on the ground all the time you were wrong for a lot of reasons.
2: One, they transform into all sorts of vehicles. Two, they can all fly when it's convenient for them. At least in
1: G1. They can also drown when needed to. <laughs>
2: um,
0: oh, they seem fine at the end of the episode. They're doing fine.
1: So Power Glide saves a um, girl named Astoria.
0: I, right? Is that really her name? I thought it was Historia the entire time. No, a- Astoria. Oh, I, need, I need to bring that to DB.
1: Astoria, who is the um, heiress of a tech giant company after her father died and the Septicons want the secret tech formula, the secret Krabby Patty formula, I don't know. Um <laughs> and so the whole episode is kind of a game of cat and mouse of PowerGlide trying to return her. And the Zeptagon's trying to capture her. I, I think
0: it's that. really more of a story of a girl who's looking for a good burger, which I can sympathize <laughs> with. Uh, I, can, I can sympathize with that. And and at some she, points, I can sympathize with her in and the quest she's, for a burger.
1: <laughs> she's got the hots for Power Glide,
0: which is something I cannot sympathize with. <laughs> <laughs> and this, for me,
2: this is a standout element of the episode. You have to describe these two characters. One, Power Glide sounds like classic Infector Gadget. Yes, he he talks like a like a 1930s hardboiled detective. Very good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was
0: thinking like a carnival barker kind of a thing, but I think you know that with a detective. <laughs> I think I think
2: we might need to play a clip. Let me let me see if I can find a clip of his voice. Uh, and you should how, do, you
1: should do the clip where they're standing under the uh, the interstate bridge a couple minutes in.
2: <laughs> and and the I've already forgotten her name. Astoria. Astoria. Astoria how would
0: you describe her not consistently uh, she is like man she is just fluctuating not even scene to scene she's like every few minutes her emotion is kind of changing her inflection is not her inflection is a little delayed um, my
1: dad uh die <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh
0: yeah the best line delivery in the episode we're we to play
1: that we should play that i'm, oh I'm trying just to
2: find her voice actress um, maybe she doesn't
1: want to I be known. I don't
0: think she's credited on IMDb. Maybe at least. she
1: does not want maybe to be known. Maybe it's the
0: same guy. one guy in the booth on a Saturday afternoon. Maybe did the it's whole just episode. one of the
1: one of the like. Uh, maybe they just brought like someone's some animator's wife in. Maybe it was a PA. Maybe, maybe it was just a.
0: Because
1: <laughs> maybe they're like, <laughs> oh shop. crap, we need women. <laughs> <laughs> we need a woman's voice in this all male cast aside from carly who showed up for a couple episodes in season one
0: now uh what what's the was it last episode the episode before we talked about the genocide of all of the women transformers (laughs) yeah
1: i think this episode actually happens canonically before those oh
0: interesting so the
2: way uh, the other notable element of this episode is the way Powerglide (laughs) treats her which is often throwing her around like physically grabbing her and like treating her like men treated women in the 50s approximately <laughs> she's coming
1: back for more <laughs> and if that's how
2: autobots treat women is no they may have all just you know run away. side tangent
1: remember how we saw when optimus prime left cybertron and alito one wanted to come with him and then there's the explosion and he's like oh no she's dead we gotta go he didn't even check for a body do you remember what i'm talking about yeah there's a flashback you don't know what i'm talking about it's
0: okay i'm assuming she has big eyes though <laughs> no
1: oh my gosh
0: no not that Alita. No, Alita. no, 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 no. What about the
2: <laughs> wrong Alita? What wrong. about the
0: motorcycle power slide? Is that is that the right one? That's Akira.
1: <laughs> Are you
0: saying that Alita doesn't power slide? No,
1: she's a car. Anyways, well, more Anyways, power anyways so okay. did you did you find the clip?
0: Just a second. Okay, I I finally
2: found the her name is Astoria A S T O R I A, and it's just a story. Is it? <laughs> That seems like an incredibly lazy name. At the same, time. she has any notable voice acting. I'm just gonna talk <laughs> this over Caleb. Her, this We're is, gonna bring him on the show just to talk this over. This is her him.
1: magnum opus.
2: <laughs> yeah, she um, just a lot of just like one episode television appearances. Nothing mm. jumping out at me. Anyways, um, yeah. So here's a clip. That was- whoever you are I think you're completely the greatest uh, thanks now listen oh
0: I want to go flying again oh,
2: come he, on I, it is at that moment that she attempts to jump up and like grab on his arm and he just flings her down which if <laughs> on it were the ground if it were
0: a real 20 foot robot and a real woman she would be paralyzed Power Powerglide is not 20 feet tall. In fact, he is He's a small boy. He is a small boy. It depends. Well, it-, it depends on which no, shot. No, yes, he is definitely 20 feet tall. Look at that guy. In this frame
2: at least. <laughs> There's another frame later in the episode where he is riding on a carousel with her, and he's probably like <laughs> 3 feet taller than her. <laughs>
0: Will you shut up and listen?
2: I gotta know why those goons were after you. Who are you? i Astoria Carlton Ritz, Chairman of the Board of Hybrid Technologies. You run high tech? Yeah, see, like my father died, okay? And, he left and that's, that's the, the crowning jewel of line delivery <laughs> right there. My father, he died. Very, uh, very Christopher Walken-esque with an unnecessary
0: pause in the middle of... A uh, does not wear a fedora, although I'm sure you listeners are imagining that if you haven't seen the episode. He does not, but, but he should. Um, and you're correct for imagining that in your heads. So this episode was rife with animation errors, and there was one in particular that Caleb caught uh, that he, we all just loved. Caleb, do you want to describe that for us? <laughs> oh man, there is narrow it is...
1: down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, if I'm thinking of the one you're you're referring to, so part of it was they're they're on top of a a somewhere that's flying, and and he has to get her to safety and so he said he i don't even remember the line he delivers but he opens up his hand and there's a parachute there which distracted camera so he didn't catch it in time because the parachute animation is itself something to behold because it's not when caleb says a
2: parachute in his hand you presume a big sheet just sitting in his hand no no it shoots out of his hand and then remains perfectly vertical as if it's like just been they i mean that's what they did they drove they drove they drew a single frame, just one frame of a parachute, like an ice cream cone. And it's just like, it had this hysterical, like, zook parachute uh, sound effect and it shot up his hand and just stopped there. And it's at that moment, I was totally distracted by the parachute and Caleb noticed that she, her entire torso is gone. <laughs> just
0: <laughs> just there. The, this, this poor woman's entire torso is gone for a whole frame. It's so good.
1: But the rest of it's there. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just the head and then an, the an dress just starts somewhere. That's <laughs> so good. The combination of parachute and the missing torso—it's so good. And, and
1: then, uh... <laughs> and then, and then, don't forget—he he goes, "You need to get out of here and answer." The, I don't know if this is before or after but he's like you need to get out of here and he like hands her the parachute and she throws it off because <laughs> she's like no I want to stay with you and he tries to walk away and she grabs him and he throws her again
2: so if you're this following time... along at home on YouTube this is at 18 minutes and 42 seconds so you can check that out for yourself
0: oh my goodness and and we should say the second time he was trying to see it on my phone here it is again <laughs> it's so good. You just take, a, it's so, just so take good. a screenshot of that <laughs> Iconic. That could be the thumbnail, along um, with uh, along with a uh, prawn, um, Emperor, uh, uh, grand, admiral prawn, and admiral ball. crawdad. <laughs> crawdad. <laughs> um, where, where the crawdad sings, where the prawn sings.
1: This is this is five for five episodes of G One season two that we watched
2: that so we haven't seen. Bumblebee. <laughs> Clearly, something happened earlier in this season that we simply have not seen because he. There's no <coughs> he good to reason for him to they be gone.
1: This. Um, I will say there's a really funny comment on the YouTube video on Hasbro Pulse and someone said so, so,
0: <laughs>
1: it's really funny <clears throat> someone said this was probably the most educational episode of Transformers that taught a generation of boys about women
0: <laughs> uh oh
2: that's not good <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, any so, other notes on this episode
1: um the tower that we see astoria on look at the oh very gate looks is almost like shot for shot design of could stark we, towers
0: could we talk about that opening our introduction to astoria where she she says the iconic line it's my party i, I can, can cry, cry if, if I, I, want I want to, to. <laughs> oh my gosh because um, she's angry at these old men who are also at the par- this i have to say my overall impressions or that this is a breathless show. Like, it is sprinting the whole time, and I am physically out of breath watching. <laughs> the
1: old, Yeah, the only pace is marathon sprint.
0: <laughs> and I was not prepared for this opening, where they're at a party, and it cuts immediately from, with no space in the dialogue, from two old men slightly complaining about, like, the apparent uh, host of the party, right? And then it cuts immediately to her yelling at everyone for not enjoying <laughs> the party enough, and then going, it's my party, I can cry if I want to. And I was just i was not prepared for this the speed of this episode
1: megatron was at his wits end this whole
0: episode oh that was the other beautiful animation error he is so mad shaking his head in anger and apparently his face moves faster than his mouth <laughs> um, because it did not line up with his face oh, Just, on a couple of frames it was very good
1: there it th- like yeah i think i don't know if it's frank Walker, i believe I would, who doesn't make <laughs> Frank Welker sounded like he'd sprinted up a flight of stairs before recording each of his lines. And it was so funny.
0: Um, It just added to the intense energy of this episode. The ending was also pretty hysterical of
1: where they proceed to drop Cloud City or, you know, because the flying thing looked, the flying whatever looked like Cloud City onto Decepticon base (laughs) in the ocean, which Megatron says, Soundwave, activate the force. (laughs) <laughs> or the four shields, and Soundwave goes, "What four shields?
0: <laughs> they never expected anyone to find them underwater.
1: <laughs> They're like, oh, we can we can skimp on this. And then I think we-
0: the last line of the episode is something. Oh no, it's not the last line because oh my goodness, the last frame. We should talk about the last frame of that episode because it has a lot to be. <laughs> a lot of questions are asked. Um, but the last thing Megatron says is, uh, which is you brought up earlier that the, the uh, Decepticons are drowning. They don't quite drown because he just says, um, Decepticons." clean up this mess <laughs> <laughs> as water is flooding there
1: before we talk about the last frame we got to see your reaction to rumble the little guy
0: oh yes i see he's, he's just little yeah is a, a little boy a,
2: a shot of an interior of a room as three decepticons walk in one of which being the little guy and rumble yes and caleb uh was quite surprised to see such a little transformer bot
0: he's he's a cassette he i see uh, up to that point all i knew was the animation errors like size didn't matter (laughs) one frame to Those another transformers
1: G one where the perspectives are made up and the size doesn't matter exactly
0: so i just thought he was just a little guy and it was just a transformer error no, and he's it's like no he is just a, he's just a little guy He
1: is actually him. just a little guy we love him
0: and so i do love him i, I stand for him
1: we we do stand rumble <laughs> do.
2: and so the final frame of the episode um our two leads for the episode uh have you know uh power glide and astoria have finally oh my you know what I just got to play just the <laughs> noises that she makes he's like I guess you're okay and her reaction is um channeled your inner nostalgia mm, critic with that pitch uh uh-huh, is just this is by far one of the most annoying cartoon characters let me see if I can
0: find it here <laughs> oh yes that uh, would
2: yeah well uh, you're not so bad yourself kid you really mean it well uh, sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh huh. So, anyways, fan behavior. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then, the last frame of this episode, he he walks. He, it's it's uh, our lover boy all alone. He walks by <laughs> and he opens up his his. No, chest. Well, the uh, Autobots are making fun of it. Oh, that's right, the Autobots. Except are making-
1: Optimus. Optimus is just like lurking as a still frame <laughs> in the background. No thoughts. Head empty.
0: <laughs> and he he walks away from them after threatening to beat them up. Right for making fun of him. And he, wa- and he walks into the... I'm going to assume it's a garage because where else are they going to live? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he opens up his chest and an outline of a heart just appears. A and pink it's heart. A pink heart. And the implications of this relationship <laughs> between an Autobot and a human are just... Maybe this is what inspired Bay to uh, address the... Uh, uh, what is it that he addresses in one of his later films? It's the Age of Consentral, uh the uh-huh. Romeo and Juliet laws. Uh-huh. This is the stuff that char- that began that uncharted <laughs> territory of um, that and kind of norms. In hopefully the it's something universe. that they never explore again in G1. Right, Rachel? So here's right, the, Rachel? Here's
1: the thing that I find really funny about this um
0: oh, please tell me there's not more to this relationship no, no, i
1: don't really know I, I think it's really <laughs> funny that this episode i think canonically comes before a lot of the ones on cybertron because there's this whole thing of who where a story says you're a robot i guess you can't have feelings like that and mm. he gets offended literally Optimus confirmed girlfriend <laughs>
2: <laughs> also side note in Gen- that same confirmed scene, couples <laughs> that same scene she attempts to um do some uh, medical procedure on Power Glide <laughs> by tearing her dress and wrapping it around his arm. So, clearly um, a very uh, intelligent engineer there, uh, Asteria is
0: Speaking of the intelligence, and we really don't need to keep going on this episode, but uh, what's with the <laughs> random mechanic in the episode who's there for... That's a sp-
2: Spike! He's, he's an ongoing that character. That is oh, Spike Witwicky.
0: Uh, Spy- oh, my goodness. It's yeah. Spike Witwicky, not the yeah. Spike from um, the Super Mario Bros. movie. No no so anyway, he, he's he's
1: the original human companion him and his dad Sparkplug.
0: oh i see they
1: are construction workers that kind of get caught up in the first yeah. initial three episode arc and now they're just there he's and
2: it's a total Bumblebee. coincidence that his name is Sparkplug. oh that it's got nothing yeah. to do with the fact that he works on cars or is friends with transformers but That's he, his name. the
0: part where he um he makes do the right thing at what point in the series does he do that Is that a reference to the Goofy movie? <laughs> no, I think I'm trying to make a Spike Lee reference, but I don't okay. think it's working. Okay, because <laughs> I think I might have named the power, wrong director. What
2: power Station is <laughs> the is the band from Extremely.
0: Wow. Spike. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about. This was a very lazy joke. This is not going to make it in the actual episode. No, I like
1: how you said that, and it's just <laughs> no,
0: it's there forever. I don't, I don't. I only things I edit
2: out are like dead air, so that's going in. Well, in well, you, ha-
1: you have to keep that dead air in though, because that was that was good. Just what about this reference?
2: so we're moving on now r slash r <laughs> slash whoosh we are moving on to um I'm, I'm sorry rachel
1: no let me speak um anyways so it's just very important lore wise his last name is Witwicky which ties to sam Witwicky. sam yeah it's like haha ha. shia labeouf so you know michael bay did two percent research
0: two percent research
1: <laughs> we're also five for five episodes of no jazz so
0: mm. yikes
1: actually he might have been in a background frame but <laughs>
2: that may have been a mistake <laughs> no. anyways star wars visions volume two on, on the, the final hand, three bits <laughs> i will shut this whole five, thing. For no, five
0: episodes without echo so um, echo who's echo we can cut this bit too <laughs> who the like, heck is like echo from, like the search for echo movie no like uh bad Batch.
2: Oh! <laughs> oh good joke. I did Yeah, we uh we failed to keep up that running bit of it's been so many days since Oh a, since uh, our last crosshair Crosshair. That's why you threw it off. You used the you pulled a camera and used the wrong proper noun.
1: <laughs> Actually you didn't pronounce him right. Crossia.
2: Crossia. Crozia. Oh
1: no, that's a little too French.
2: So now we are here to talk about the girl no wrong episode bandits of (laughs) the Star Wars visions episode the girl who loved power glide uh no (laughs) this is a uh 3d animated episode bandits of golak which was produced by 88 studios 88 studios who i have it up somewhere here they worked on um a lot of netflix stuff for the troll hunter show uh fast and furious spy racers um the veggie show
0: from 2019 to 2012 <laughs> wow wait did you say 2019 to 2012 yeah it's a netflix show 2019
1: Different... to 2012
0: what 2009? i say. No, 2022. oh 2022 oh, sorry oh
1: so this is back oh so this is back now that that's under big idea yeah. but not with the original creator
0: i did not even know this was a thing oh i, I can thing.
1: tell you all the lore later oh my
2: okay. so anyways so they work a lot with netflix um And I think, for me, that shows in the quality of their animation, personally. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, The animation is roughly Clone Wars Bad Bat style. That's what I, I have in my notes I, for distinguishing yeah. I, animation. I wrote
1: Clone Wars style, but more fluid.
2: Almost Less, too fluid, it, I would very, say.
1: It's very, very, very smooth.
2: This episode, I would say, falls very frequently into the Uncanny Valley.
1: It Also, I don't know if you guys know this. I can't remember the producer, but you know that those like... That like uh, Walking Dead video, Telltale Games. Oh, yeah, nice, it's, it's got nice. a
2: little bit of a cell shading it look feels
1: to it. feels very Telltale Games. And it also feels like when you put Star Wars The Old Republic on the highest graphics. <laughs> Those are my three
2: comparisons. And um, we've got two main characters. who who is played by Suraj Sharma, who was in The Life of Pi. Hmm. Um, he he is the main character in Life of Pi, actually. Oh, um, so- He's in the Million Dollar Arm, and he is in Happy Death Day Two. Oh, um, he's a reoccurring character on How I Met Your Father, so rather prominent live action actor. Um, probably shows why I don't think he's a very good voice actor, but um, <laughs> that's nice. that's my opinion. Um, and then his little sister is uh, Ronnie. Ronnie. And let's see if oh I don't she's sort. mostly there to say chauk, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and
0: something about candy sweets or what you what keep sweets. calling it yeah there's a lot of lollipops in this episode and it kind of makes me uncomfy like i like i kind of like lollipops but there was a lot of lollipop munching and maybe it's different in space and there's like all kinds of nutrition but i'm just thinking maybe it's because i went to the dentist today. <laughs> they keep referring to I'm it like, as food yeah <laughs> and then, mm, i'm just um, like have poor teeth that's all yeah. i can think about Munch.
2: and so they're on a they're they're clearly some sort of uh refugee from something um and they're the empire um oh actually i i want to look up exactly where this studio is from um i and kept feeling there was an indian flair yeah to or it. potentially yes. like pakistani mm-hmm. yes um let's see if i can if i can pull them up here 88 studios
0: let's see wait was it 88 or was it yeah, it was 88 88 88 productions maybe
1: no, I thought it was 88 Studios.
0: No, I think you're right. It is 88 Studios. 88 Studio Ghibli movies. <laughs> Let's take a look. Studio Ghibli hasn't um, made one of these, right? Nope. 88, 88 Pictures.
1: 88 Pictures. They Studio Ghibli, Ghibli did do a short about Grogu, though.
0: Oh. Oh, that would be fun. Has oh yeah, I've never.
2: Uh, I know. I, for, I forget it
1: exists. <laughs> I haven't
0: I've
2: never seen, seen it.
1: it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I remember seeing like, oh, that's cool, and then immediately forgetting about it. Nope.
2: I'm not seeing a whether uh oh India there it is yep okay Okay. um so they are Indian studio uh and there's very clearly an Indian influence on especially the main characters and um the the voice acting choices and the uh, general culture of the this particular world and they uh the The younger sister uses the force while they're on the train, and that gets ex- them exposed to a couple stormtroopers. They escape off the train in a action scene while some like freedom fighters attack the train, and they end up in a small town where there's supposedly someone can help them. And then there's an older woman there, and then she, again the uh, the young sister whose name I'm blanking on, um, Ronnie. Ronnie, thank you. Uh, uses the force again, and at this time, um, an inquisitor shows up, played by an actor named Niraj Kabi, um, who has not been anything I recognize. Um, I'm guessing this is probably a lot of Indian cinema.
1: Return of the Helicopter Blades,
2: and um, he then fights the old woman, who reveals her cane turns into two lightsabers. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and good lightsaber what, I was a fan. What? are the kind of stormtroopers that are with him.
1: Purge troopers. Yeah. I believe they're almost phase two.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Ah, actually I might be incorrect about that, but they were very much phase troopers. We
2: saw them in Kenobi. They're in Jedi fallen order and survivor. And so she defeats the inquisitor and then offers to take Ronnie with her, but she has to leave her brother. They have a tearful goodbye and uh, she leaves behind a flute that, uh, she was playing earlier in the episode, and um, that's the end. Um, um,
1: can we talk about the absolutely brutal Inquisitor kill?
2: Yeah, describe it for me.
1: So um, the older woman, she's duking it out with this Inquisitor. Um, and fi- and so she finally bests him, and she slices towards his neck. And, you know, in typical Star Wars, we've, we see beheadings all the time. The camera, the shot switches, and it turns towards him. It's not a beheading, but you see about a six inch gash mm-hmm. from his collarbone just under his jaw, and he is still talking, and you can see this open wound kind of in his neck, no gore, but just yeah, like it's clean like
2: glowing green or something yeah, like, that. like it's
1: like cauterized kind of thing, like sure it's a residual energy whatever and he's still talking. He's like a Jedi and Gulak and you hear his voice like fizzle and then he collapses and it was just kind of like, whoa, okay.
0: Kind of brutal. Yeah, it was very nice. Like it was subtle in its own way and also that's what kind of what made it so much more brutal.
1: I mm-hmm. think. Didn't like, she didn't have to decimate him. Just had to give him a little.
2: Yeah, so for, so for me, from really early on, I started to notice that there was just something a little off about the, I think, Any given element of this episode is fine, but for some reason it doesn't all come together well. At any given moment, it's just a little bit off. There Uh, doesn't...
1: It's like the assets and characters don't have the weight that they should.
2: Yes. Which, like, especially the third episode we're going to talk about today, really crystallized for me what animation should look like. Because the third animation, for third episode, we're gonna talk about. Today, I think is like perfect as far as animation goes. Uh, everything there felt real, and this, in which they, the third episode we're gonna talk about today is designed to look more like stop motion, like felt and real materials, but obviously more cartoony, and that almost makes it feel more real. Where this episode has this like hyper realistic element to the the texturing and the characters' faces. And that to me is why it falls into the Uncanny Valley because it, it's trying to look real yet also maintain a level of cartoonishness because it's in that Clone Wars style. And that just like was so distracting to me the whole episode. From between the, the characters' lips never quite perfectly matching the, mm. uh, the lines of dialogue and the voices never quite sound like they're coming out of the characters. And that's where like... I think on paper, the the lightsaber fight's really exciting, but because no one is really moving like real people, even though they look like real people, it's just a strong disconnect, and I just kind of lose a lot of interest in what's going on.
1: I feel like the lightsabers were what had the most weight on them. When they would impact, the impacts felt heavy. Mm -hmm. I think the rest of it was like a little, it felt kind of floaty. But overall, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it, Yeah, I, I think I agree with a lot of the sentiments of not coming together. I, I felt like I ended this episode and I was like, oh, that was pleasant enough, I suppose.
1: We did see a gonk with arms.
0: We Th- did. That was notable for it sure. It gets gonk Armed points. gonk. <laughs> um, so this might get the best gonk appearance of the, of the season, I think.
2: And there's all these, so there's clearly a lot of, if not specifically Indian, Middle Eastern, uh... Cultural choices being made here for the aesthetic of the episode, which I think most works for the Inquisitors design because it's more mm-hmm. blended with preceding Star Wars mm-hmm. imagery, so it's a nice blend. But I think outside of that, it's a little too real world, which for me separates it from Star Wars. It's a little, it's trying a little too hard to infuse real world mm-hmm. culture, whereas I feel like t- traditionally Star Wars picks and chooses. Like what's amazing about the original trilogy is it draws not from just one thing it draws a little bit from japanese stories it draws a little bit from world war ii films it draws a little bit from like science fiction serials it's like it's piecemealing together inspiration to create something new whereas this is just like almost entirely you know like a, a middle eastern sci-fi fantasy which is totally fine but for me it separates it from the star wars world a little too too many steps
1: granted a lot of padme's Outfits in the prequel trilogy were heavily, heavily Eastern Asian.
2: In the prequel trilogy,
1: a lot of her queen outfits.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Heavily.
1: heavily And
0: there's a lot of reasons why I don't like the prequels. All I'm hearing is that if we have Indian Star Wars, that means we could have a Darjeeling limited Star Wars, which means Wes Anderson Star Wars. And I am always here for that. (laughs) (laughs) He would never do it, but I am always. Actually. I mean, I hate that it's a trend right now. So I guess it's not as interesting to have this opinion, but why not? Uh, give him a Star Wars Visions and let's see a uh, Wes Anderson Star Wars Visions. I think it'll be the most ennui, melancholy. Um, I think you
1: just want an Isle of Dogs Star Wars Visions. Ooh, I episode. would so
0: see that. I would so watch that. Yes. Star Wars, but with dogs. And Jeff Goldblum.
1: Uh, I love Jeff Goldblum. And
0: now I've sold Rachel. <laughs> I just love these guys. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at
2: the gonks with the arms, and the arms almost touch the ground. Which is very very funny. You also have this reoccurring joke of these. They get to the town. These these two characters: a little guy who might be an ughnot, yeah, and a big guy. And the big guy keeps, uh, uh, Threatening accusing fighting. the little guy of throwing stuff at him. And stuff keeps hitting the big guy. And then he turns around and blames it on the little guy. Does that joke land for you guys at all? Because for me, that just wasn't I think what funny. really confused, I think there. the
1: first time I was kind of like, okay, and then the set, the, so here's the thing. I think this was the part of the episode that kind of lost me the most was where she lifted the uh, plate, Ronnie did, when they were eating and it hit the guy uh-huh. again. And his immediate thought was <laughs> Which, the short guy who was right in front in of him. Front of him. <laughs> and then I thought they weren't going to acknowledge it until finally they all went. That girl levitated the plate. My other question was that when, because this when all the plates started levitating, it wasn't Ronnie; it was the older woman. Yeah, and they all dropped on everyone's heads, and then they all started fighting each other which kind of confused
0: me that whole sequence i was so lost for yeah
2: there's so yeah at at that moment everything keeps coming back and forth between seeing ronnie run in real time and all the other characters like flying around or Mm -hmm. fighting in slow motion and yeah it's like kind of visually interesting but narratively and literally it's very distracting Mm -hmm. and again the third Uh, short we're going to talk about today does really well of taking things away from the literal and doing some more metaphorical imagery and making it very clear that you're transitioning from what is happening literally in the story to giving more mystical elements and this is something i complained about at the beginning of talking about visions is that i love that these a lot of these shorts are playing around with being able to do less literal things with animation because this one is committed to the Clone Wars uh, Bad bat style, it brings it back to this being grounded in this realism that, to me, is not why animation exists. This is something that you really only have in the CGI age, is trying, dedicating way too much to to hyper-realism. And obviously, it could potentially work in certain contexts, but oftentimes it is not utilized very interestingly, especially when you have nine shorts here And some are doing very interesting things with their animation. This one is impressive on a technical level. But ultimately, I don't think it serves the story very well.
0: Yeah, it's sitting there. Okay.
2: You guys have anything you want to talk about before we go to the next episode? No, I think I'm good. So I'm going to interrupt in here. This is the end of part one. Caleb and Rachel are still with us say hello
0: for now sounded like a threat
2: (laughs) yeah uh this episode went very long we had a lot of fun talking and so we're going to cut it off here and you can pick up with us and wherever i cut it off next week this is uh this is cameron and rachel and caleb signing off saying stay tuned rebels and robots will return more prawn
0: content on the way bye